It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm James Erpine. Great to be with you on this Friday on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Reds. Subscribe iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and every single podcast posted at LockedOnReds.com. Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com, coming up in 60 seconds great to be with you today um it's cubs it's reds it's on and well i'm recording this at 2 p.m a little before 2 p.m eastern time so it, they're on in a bit uh my conversation with doug gray will hold up o- over the weekend in the the biggest thing that happened today in the news dilson herrera the reds call up dilson herrera and he's going to be a second baseman primarily has worked at third as well jim regelman said he'll get work at both spots and for backup reasons, for emergency reasons, might take a few reps in the outfield before the game. But uh, Herrera moved uh, well. He played well for uh, AAA Louisville. Hit 330 with a 417 on base percentage, slugging percentage of 524 with 12 extra base hits, 22 RBIs, and 17 runs in 27 games uh, in his past 27 games in Louisville. Herrera is out of options, so now he's going to be up here. Period. Um, and it's interesting. What does it mean for Scooter Jeanette? What does it mean for this club and the mindset? Because now he's up there. Uh, he's up with the big league club. They can't move him down. They can't send him down to the minors. They either let him go, trade him, keep him up here. And for more on that, let's welcome in Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. He's on Twitter, at DougDirt24. Doug, I appreciate the time, as always. Let's start with Herrera. What do you make of the Reds promoting him? You know, it's interesting because I'm just not really sure that I get it. He's not going to start. I mean, he the, the Reds have been playing him in AAA at second base since Nick Senzel's been out. And before that, he was kind of DHing and playing third base most of the time. Well, I mean, just like with Nick Senzel, neither one of those positions is available in the big leagues. And with Dilson Herrera, you can't send him back to the minor leagues at this point. They had to add him to the 40-man roster, and he's out of options. So they're calling him up for the rest of the season at this point unless they trade him. So basically, they called him up to kind of just – I guess, sit on the bench. Um, now, that's not to say that the bench isn't an important role, but if he's going to be used in a similar fashion that they've used Brandon Dixon or Alex Blandino, we're talking, what, five at-bats, six at-bats a week? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a weird thing for me. I feel that it probably would have been better to keep him down in AAA. And, you know, good for Dilson Herrera. You know, he, he gets back on the 40-man roster. He gets big league pay now, and it, it's great. I mean, he, he's earned it. Um, you know, over, over the last month, he's hit like 331. He's slugging, um, you know, 524. He's got 12 extra base hits in the last month. He's walked 15 times. I mean, he's performed. I, I think that he definitely makes the team stronger. But given the situation with him being out of options and everything like that, it, it's tough for me to sit back and say this move makes sense right now because he's not going to play. Yeah, and he's not going to play. There's no clear path for him to play. And I know. Some Reds fans instantly were like, well, it opens the door for a, a Scooter Jeanette trade. And, and that, to me, is interesting. I want them to be open about trading anyone on their roster if it makes them better long term. That being said, I'm not sure that trading Scooter Jeanette right now, depending on what you're getting in return, is the smart move. What are your thoughts on really the, the plethora of infielders that this Reds organization has from the big leagues to, to the minor league levels? 
I mean, if, if I'm running the show, my plan would be to try and trade Scooter Jeanette in the next month. Uh, Scooter Jeanette is outstanding. He, he may be the best second baseman in the National League right now. I mean, I'm not even sure there's a debate for it. He's playing out of his mind. He's very, very good. But he's also a free agent after next year. And, you know, for as much as you want to say, you know, the Reds can compete next year, they can compete in 2020, and I'm not necessarily saying that's wrong, you can sign Scooter Jeanette after 2019. Like, he's probably, if you trade him, he's probably not going to sign a long-term extension with the next team he goes to. Yeah, there is that chance, but it's not likely. If Scooter Jeanette wants to play here and you want Scooter Jeanette, trade him while you can and then bring him back as a free agent if, for whatever reason, you want to go that route. Um, I would look at trading him. I would then look at playing Dilson Herrera for the rest of the year at second base. Hopefully he can perform well. He'll have trade value in the offseason. I would look to move him and then hand the job over to Nick Senzel. Now, I have no idea if that's what the Reds' plan is, but I, I think that for the long-term benefit of the organization, that moving Scooter Jeanette now, while his value is probably as high as it's ever been, would be good. And I, I just think that Nick Senzel's a guy that can step in next year and, I mean, you know, be an above-average second baseman. It, it just makes sense to me to follow that path. It's hard for me to gauge, Doug, the the value that Scooter Jeanette has. And I, I don't think anyone knows for sure. Obviously, the Reds will probably listen to teams if they call, when they call, between now and the trade deadline and inquire about Scooter Jeanette. But what do you think he could bring bring back realistically to a team like the Reds? Because I'm on board with it if it brings back a lot. But you're right. I mean, he's he's killing it right now at the plate. And he, he did last year. He was He played well last year, even better this season. I want something significant in return for Scooter. Yeah, and you know, I, when I've asked around, James, I, I kind of get that same feeling that there's a lot of uncertainty out there about just exactly what his trade value is. And, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't just trade him just to trade him because, you know, as we both said, he's been very, very good. He's definitely helping this team right now. And while I want to hope that the Reds can do something the rest of the year and compete for, you know, play a spot. I, I, I understand that's just an unrealistic expectation. It's very, very, very unlikely that's going to happen. Um, but with that said, you know, he, he is a guy that can come back next year. And while I do think that Nick Senzel can step in and, and be a, a very valuable player next year, I'm not going to give away Scooter Jeanette just because I have Nick Senzel. It doesn't make any sense. It's not a very good business move from, from the Reds' perspective. Um, I'd be looking to trade him for a top 100 prospect right now. Um, I, I don't really mind what position they play. I, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to go out and try and get a third baseman when Suarez is locked up. That wouldn't make any sense. And getting another second baseman wouldn't make any sense either. But anywhere else, that, that's kind of what I'd be shooting for. Um, I, I'm not sure you're going to get an enormous package for Scooter Jeanette, but I, I think that if you could cash him in for a top 100 prospect, I, I would do that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com, is with us. Follow him on Twitter, at DougDirt24. As far as Herrera goes defensively, I think uh, in a perfect world, he would be able to play shortstop, but it sounds like he's just limited, especially at the big league level, to second base. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Reds have played him at third base in Louisville, and he's, he's been okay-ish down there. He's, 
He's made a couple errors. I think his fielding percentage is like 952 at third base. And we're talking, I think he's played 11 games there. So, I mean, it's next to nothing. Uh, I don't think he's got the arm to play there every day. Um, you, can, you can play him over there as a backup kind of guy every so often. But um, I think if he's going to play every day, second base is pretty much where he's going to be limited to. Uh, now, I, I did read where Jim Riggleman said that they're going to play him out in the outfield before games just, just in case that scenario pops up. Um, but, you know, he doesn't have any experience there either. So I look for him to play second base and maybe third base every so often if, if Eugenio Suarez needs a day off or something. Um, but if you're looking at Dilson Herrera as an everyday guy, it's pretty much second base or nothing. Yeah, and that, that to me, it makes sense. It opens the door. I, I think my, my initial reaction today to the Herrera news is that the Reds, and I always thought they'd be open to it, but they're going to seriously look and see what they can get for Scooter Jeanette because it is the most natural progression, right? I mean, because it, it clears a spot for Senzel. I don't think they feel like Senzel can play shortstop based on how little he played there uh, following spring training. I don't know if he played there at all, actually. And the other one thing game. is, yeah, and Peraza, Peraza's played okay for the Reds. So, so overall, he's 24 years old. Overall, it looks like second base for Nick Senzel, and you need to clear the decks for him. Yeah, you know... I, I don't think that the Herrera news necessarily has anything to do with, with Scooter Jeanette. Um, I think it's just one of those situations where they, they probably just felt that, you know, Dilson Herrera has nothing left to prove in the minor leagues, and uh, he, he's going to make the team just a little bit better right now. Um, I mean, even if it is just going to be used as a pinch hitter, he's going to be an upgrade to Brandon Dixon, who, you know, well, I, Dixon has plenty more position versatility. They weren't really using him that often in the field. They were using him kind of as a pinch hitter, uh, and, and I just think that they just felt that, Herrera is going to be a better fit for that. Doug Gray, is with us. And uh, I got to ask you about Robert Stevenson's night yesterday at AAA Louisville. It went six innings. Uh, he struck out 12. He didn't give up any runs, only two hits. Your thoughts on Robert Stevenson's night last night and, and how has he been pitching outside of last night? It sounds like he's getting pretty hot. Um, I watched that game last night and he, it was outstanding. All, all of his pitches were working. Um, you know, he was locating the fastball very well, uh, but what really set himself apart last night was his slider. He was able to locate it on the outside corner right at the knees or right below the knees all night long, and the, the Indians couldn't they couldn't do anything with it. I mean, they were swinging over top of that pitch all night long. Um, you know, when he, when he is on, man, he is so, so good. But every so often, like he, he had to start four starts ago, he, he just doesn't have it. And when he doesn't, that's a problem. Now, for the most part, he's pitched very, very well of late. Uh, but every so often, you're still going to get that one start where he just doesn't have it. And, and I think that that's kind of the reason he's, he's still down in AAA uh, rather than being called up for some of the guys that have been struggling in the major leagues. And with that being said, it seems like the, the one guy that the Reds are probably going to trade before the deadline is Matt Harvey. And that, that's the natural progression because it opens up a spot in the rotation and they could bring Stevenson up. Is that something you expect to happen? I mean, that's what I would do. But at the same time, you've got to think, and I, I understand that there's a lot more that goes into this than just the baseball decision part of it, but they've got to figure out what to do with Homer Bailey too. And he's kind of going to be on that, that same timetable of Robert Stevenson coming up, Matt Harvey being traded. Uh, you know, Homer hasn't picked well. In his rehab, now his last start went it went quite well for Louisville, but before that he he looked pretty bad. Um, and we've kind of all seen what he's done in the major leagues, but they're paying him a lot of money, and he's kind of said you know he doesn't think he's going to work well out of the bullpen. 
And even though the Reds said that they were going to put him in the bullpen when he went on rehab, they're starting him. So I, I, I just I don't really know what they're going to do there. I would put Homer Bailey in the bullpen, but I don't get to make those decisions. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And honestly, for the first time in a while, and maybe it's just because he's not up here, or maybe it's because the Reds are flourishing, I've been thinking about the Homer Bailey thing, and I wouldn't be against – it's not like this rotation, there, there's not arms that, that are going to be uh, – or, or spots for arms that, that you're going to need to see th- these young guys at some point, whether it's this year next year. I expect them to add someone via trade in the offseason to be in that rotation as well. I'm almost okay with them just moving on from Homer Bailey. I'm getting to that point. Is, th- is that crazy? No, I, I, I'm pretty sure you're not alone in that one, James. Um, I, you know, personally, I, I, I try him in the bullpen first and see what happens. Agreed, um, but- you know, he, he he still throws hard enough, and every so often he can snap off a good breaking ball, a good splitter. I'd see if you could just let him air it out once for one inning and see what happens. And then if that doesn't work for a month, then you kind of let him go and just you, you call it a day and say, you know, it didn't work out. Um, if, if he were out there, you know, throwing Bronson Arroyo fastballs at 85 miles an hour, that'd be one thing. But he's still out there throwing 95 sometimes. So I, I'd give that a chance. He's Doug Gray. Follow him on Twitter at DougDirt24. Doug, as far as uh, this team goes, and obviously they're about as hot as we've seen in quite some time, uh, what what do you make of it? What do you make of the state of the rebuild, where this organization is? Um, obviously, you're much more familiar with the, the minor league system uh, than our listeners are, than I am. What do you make of it, and how soon? Because I think... And maybe it's too optimistic. I think next year there's a chance if they make the right offseason moves where they could be a 500 baseball team uh, in the big leagues. So what what do you make of their recent success and uh, just their organization and the rebuild as a whole? Well, I mean, let's be honest. The offense is good. The offense is really good right now, but I, I think that they're probably playing a little bit over their head. But even, even with that said, they're, they're a good offense. The key for the rebuild, and I think it's been the key since the beginning, even from the red standpoint, is getting the young starting pitching to become, you know, average, maybe a little bit above average. Um, and, I mean, they're not there yet. Now, the, the bullpen is outstanding, and I think that's going to be something that carries forward. Now, obviously, trade could change that. Um, but right now, the bullpen is just outstanding. But the starting pitching, I mean, it's, it's not good. It, it's gotten better. It's still very inconsistent. Now, fortunately, you can look at most of these guys and say, okay, I can, I can see where they can be good in the future. But, you know, right now, Luis Castillo is not pitching well. For the season, Sal Romano is not pitching well, but he's been pitching better lately. Uh, you know, you've got Robert Stevenson in the minors. You've got Cody Reed, who is back in the minors now, although he was up for, what, 27 hours this week at some point. Um, they, they've got some arms coming up, but I, I think that, what they really need is to go out and get an established starting pitcher, whether that's via trade or, you know, they sign somebody. And I don't mean somebody that's going to be a number four. Uh, I, I think they need to go out and acquire somebody who's going to be, maybe not, they don't need necessarily to be an ace, but a guy that you can count on to give you an ERA of three and a half. If, you know, you feel comfortable can give you 190 innings. Mm-hmm. Somebody who can just stabilize the rotation and, you know, give the, the younger guys a little bit more breathing room and not have all the pressure on, you know, a bunch of guys that are 25 and younger. I'm with you, and I think I looked at the free agents to be, and Matt Harvey's going to be one of the better ones. <laughs> so I, no. I just I don't, which says a lot about the market in my my opinion. So to me, it has to be via trade. Their best trade chips, I think, would be Rasel Iglesias, 
And then my broadcast partner, co-worker, whatever you want to call him, Mo Egger, he's thrown out the idea of them trading Nick Senzel. You think Nick Senzel has a, a lot of value? I would assume he would, even though he, he's dealt with a few minor injuries and things like that. Do you think this offseason that this team, especially if they decide to commit to Scooter long-term, that they might pursue or at least be open to dealing their top prospect? I mean, if they're going to sign Scooter Jeanette to an extension, I mean, what other choice do they have? I mean, they're, they're not going to sign Scooter Jeanette and then trade him. Suarez isn't going anywhere because he's getting paid next to nothing for the production he values or production that he has, uh, and that leaves pretty much nowhere for Nick Senzel to play unless you're going to move him to the corner outfield, which I guess is a possibility. But I, I think that you'd probably be able to get more in trade value back for him as an infielder than you would if you moved him to the corner outfield and kind of diminished all of the defensive value that he does provide by being able to play on the infield. Um, and, you know, he's not the only chip that the Reds have. The Reds have several quality starting corner outfield prospects. They've got a few quality center field prospects. You know, you, you could build a very good package of prospects that the Reds could use to trade and acquire a quality starting pitcher if that guy is going to be available on the, on the market. Um, you know, maybe something like they did with Matt Latos a couple of years ago. Yeah. Or, well, I guess it was six years ago now because I'm super old and time flies. <laughs> I but, agree. <laughs> I mean, if you, can, if you can go out and get a guy that's got multiple years on his contract, three, four years, and they're established in the big leagues, and they, they've shown that they can get it done, I mean, it's, it, there's, there's a risk in there because pitchers do get hurt, and sometimes they just don't work out. But I, I think that that's, that's a risk that the Reds may be willing to take if they decide that Studerzett is the guy that they want to you know, commit to the next four or five years with. Yeah, and, and one more for you, Doug, and you've been great with your time. Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com, with us here on the Locked on Reds podcast. As far as, as Iglesias goes, I don't think, you know, I wouldn't be – just open to trading him for anything, obviously. I mean, they, I think he's the, their most valuable big leaguer uh, as far as fetching a return right now. But given the control that they have with him, given how talented he is, and the fact that contending teams are always looking to bolster their bullpen, and he could be a, a lockdown closer for a team that has World Series aspirations, I think you could get a ton in return for a, a guy like Iglesias, whether it's a, a triple-A pitcher um, who projects to start next year and could be that ace down the line, plus a, an outfield prospect that you really like that could be the heir to Billy Hamilton's throne, et cetera, et cetera. How much do you think the Reds could get in return for Iglesias if they did deal him? Uh, I think that if you're going to trade Iglesias, you've got to get just an enormous package. Um, with the amount of control he's got left, the the little amount of money that he makes, and just the sheer production that he's got for giving the Reds over the last couple of years. I mean, you, you have to feel comfortable that he's one of the best relievers in baseball, right? If you can get that guy for the next three years, I mean, you, you've got to give up a huge amount of talent in return, right? So I, I would think that you've got to at least get two top 75 prospects in all of baseball if you're going to go the prospect route. And I, I, I have no problem with that route. Personally, I'd be looking to trade Rysel Iglesias for an established big leaguer. Um, now, that, that always brings up the, the issue of teams that are going to be looking to acquire somebody like Iglesias probably aren't looking to trade guys off of their big league team because they're competitive and trying to you know, either reach the playoffs or reach the World Series if they feel that they're already comfortably in the playoffs. Um, but I, I think that you, you've got to really shoot for the stars if you're going to trade Rysel Iglesias because you don't have to trade him. You know, he's around for several more years, and if you don't trade him this year, you know, you can still get a lot for him in return next year. So there's no reason for the Reds to 
just accept a mediocre kind of deal. They need to be out there asking for the world if they're going to be in discussions for Rice Iglesias because, I mean, if somebody says no, then cool, we'll go to the next team. And, you know, good luck finding somebody that's as good as he is because there's, there's no need for the Reds to trade him right now. And so they need to shoot for the stars and hopefully somebody will bite. And, you know, if it works out for them, you know, it could really pay off down the road. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with everything you said there. And it's, it is unique. It, it's fun that they're in this position versus what we watched for years, them trade the players like Jay Bruce, Todd Frazier, et cetera. Just trade off all these guys, and, and most of them aren't playing well right now anyways. Uh, but, but the reality was is they traded them when their value had already been on the decline. And they kind of had to because of uh, where, where their contracts were, et cetera. With Iglesias, with Jeanette, they're under team control, at least through next season. So they don't have to make any moves. Even Harvey, I would seriously try to get something of value for him. But if you don't, just letting him play out the rest of the year isn't the worst thing in the world. So so I think the Reds, for the first time, really in a while, at least in the rebuild, are operating and can negotiate from a place of power, from a place of strength where they don't need to do anything. And hopefully that leads to them getting big hauls in return for some of their players, whether it's by the trade deadline or this offseason. You know, sometimes the best trade you make is the one you don't make. And, I mean, we, we don't always hear all the trade rumors that are out there. But, you know, if, if the value isn't going to be there, especially for guys like Jeanette and like Iglesias, then don't make the moves. You know, there, there's time that you can go, you, you can go down that road in the offseason, like you said. You can go down that road next season. Uh, there's plenty of time. There's no, need, there's no reason for the Reds to rush into this and, and make a decision on, you know, just accepting the best offer if that offer isn't, you know, up to snuff. He's Doug Gray. Follow him on Twitter, at DougDirt24. Check out his work at RedsMinorLeagues.com. Doug, I appreciate the time, as always. I'm sure I will uh, be bothering you soon. Thanks for coming on, man. Well, thanks for having me on, James. I always have fun on it. That's Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. Good stuff from him. And, uh, you know, it, it's it'll be interesting. The trade deadline looms. What do they do? Scooter Jeanette, Billy Hamilton. Um, I, I would bet right now, if I had to guess what trades they make, I would say an outfielder gets traded and Harvey gets traded. And maybe there's another player in there or another minor league or another prospect or something. Those would be the two. I would say Hamilton is probably the lead man, but I always worry about ownership and what's going to happen there because I know for a fact that, you know, Bob uh, Castellini's come down at times and said, no, 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 you ain't trading him. You ain't trading Billy. So hopefully uh, that does not happen. Hopefully they are able to get solid value for who they trade. And who knows? Maybe they pull off a blockbuster. I think it's more likely to do in the offseason when when we're talking about acquiring a, a starting pitcher, that ace or guy who projects to be an ace. And uh, we'll see what happens. I certainly hope they can get it done because between now and the deadline and then this offseason, it is so crucial for the Reds because if they can put it together, make the right moves b- before the deadline, make the right moves this offseason, I think we're talking about a 500 or, or better club. I really do. I think there's hope for that. And uh, so I, I say it all the time. This is a set-the-table type year. Part of setting the table is making the right moves via trade, hopefully they can do that. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening today on the Locked on Reds podcast. Make sure you subscribe on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, every single podcast posted at LockedOnReds.com. And by the way, an entire preview of Cubs Reds 
is on LockedOnReds.com. That and so much more. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Back at it on Monday. Until then, I'm James Erpine. Have a great weekend. This has been the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.